You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to a 49 er rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you today. Um, and man, hopefully you enjoyed that intro. It's it's great to hear from Frank. I, I love this kid. I love this man. Uh, I say kid, but I think we're the same age. He's just accomplished a little bit more than I have. Um, but yeah, Frank Gore retires. You got to talk about that, you know. I brought him up a lot. He's he's impacted my life in an insane way, even outside of just football, which by far one of the greatest football players of all time. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, we'll see. I, he's definitely going to get in. When he gets in, that's going to be a whole nother debate. And we'll, we'll, we'll spend some time on that in this offseason. Um, and especially, you know, four years time, 2026, he'll be have the opportunity to be there because again, he didn't play any last year. So that year gets added onto it. Uh, he'll be able to be there then, but you know, again, not only my son's favorite player who graduated last night, which is incredible, super happy for team Chapman right now. Um, kid went through a lot, really, really proud of him, but uh, you know, Frank Gore, his favorite player, despite only being 18, um, by far one of my favorite players ever had the chance to hang out with them at the first ever 49ers rush road trip in Miami before the, you know, uh, Miami Super Bowl, which was incredible. I uh, got to take shots with them and hang out. He recorded the intro for us, which was really, really kind, pumped up the crowd. It was awesome, but really changed my entire career trajectory. Um, 
and kind of put up on the map this idea that there are people that want to travel and throw parties in these away towns and all those types of things. Um, and yeah, man, just want to say thank you to Frank Gore for just kind of, I don't know, turning a light bulb on, so to speak for the 49ers rush podcast and all the road trips and all those things, which, you know, we've got, we're doing at least eight trips this year for every single away game playoffs. All that stuff will be a part of that draft and all. I think that all started Frank, Frank, the tank man. So um, I am forever indebted to that man, just as an amazing human being and all those things. Oh, Tommy coming out, throwing shots. He's saying Luca's overrated for those that don't know. I'm a big Mavericks guy. And man, if you like this hat, baby, this is compliments to Luca. I made a bet with a Phoenix Suns uh, fan. Uh, shout out OG Dixie. And uh, yeah, he paid up. So I got this hat because uh, the Mavs beat his son. So you can say he's overrated all you want. But man, this hat is nice for those of you that are watching. So let's talk about what we got today. I'm excited about this. You know, we're going to start off with a quick debate over who's the most important 49er not named Trey Lance. And I've got some results from you um, on that one from Twitter. Then we're going to hear the beautiful Juan Salas. I love that man. Uh, Dove into all of the OTA press clippings. And we're just going to spend time really on just two players because there's so much that I want to dive into. And that is, one, D'Amico Ryan, not even a player. Just talking about, you know, why he didn't take the Vikings job, why he returned this year. Some of the things that stand out on defense. And then Talano Hufanga, which... The entire thing, and I love this, uh, Boa. I mean, he, he's he's picking up right where uh, we're heading. Do you think Talano Hufunga will be a superstar in this league like Palomalu? He does not have the physical skill set of Troy Palomalu. I, I don't think that that's the case. That doesn't mean he can't be a superstar. Um, and I, I don't even think that's really where the career arc or trajectory needs to go. He just needs to be a quality starter. And we're going to hear from D'Amico talking about him. We're going to hear from Talanoa talking about the things that he's done. He's been trading with Paul Amalu this offseason. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping the gun and getting out of order a little bit here. And that that's okay. But he, here is uh, Talanoa Hufunga talking about how he has been training with Troy Palomalu um, this offseason. Man, uh, the offseason was great. I, you know, I just try to take every day one day at a time, uh, continue to work on my weaknesses, work on my strengths. Uh, and Troy has been a, a great guidance for me, uh, continue to believe in me and keep me disciplined. So it's been great. Can't... Yeah, how? Who else would you rather him be with? You know, one, just, you know, the family connection, the community connection, uh, you know, the Polynesia, all that kind of Samoan, you know, whatever, all that stuff, which is incredible. I mean, it just gets you excited. And, you know, everybody that's ever seen Hufunga play, whether at USC or last year with the 49ers, instincts, those are the things that set Palomalu apart. And Hufunga has those. There's no doubt about it. Can they be on that level? I don't know, man. Let, 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 let's, let's allow him to earn a starting spot first. Um, and then I think we'll be able to get into some of those things. Now, before we continue more with Hufunga, we're going to get a lot of Hufunga talk today. I put this poll up on Twitter and very, very simply stated um, here. I'll share it with you. And I thought this was really, really interesting. Who is the most important 49ers player for this season only not named Trey Lance? Yeah, you got to remove the whole quarterback debate and all that stuff because I get all those things. But 
you know, I could, you could only put four options up on Twitter. And so I used Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo, and Fred Warner. And yeah, giant omission. I, I kept changing the order. George Kittle's not on there. And that breaks my heart. But I wanted, you know, I had to pick four. And, you know, I went Fred Warner over Kittle. But I thought those were kind of the two, um, you know, fighting for that four or five. It's It's insane when the 49ers have five all pros that are kind of all in their prime. Maybe Trent Williams is a little bit older, but I would argue his last season was his best season in the NFL. So Nick Bosa, he's an all pro player. Um, he, you know, won an all pro Trent Williams, won several all pros Debo all pro receiver last year, Fred Warner, all pro a year ago, George Kittle, all pro a year ago. Um, so like those things are there. How many teams there's only 22 all pro players. That's it. We got five. <laughs> that is your spoil. And that, you know, that's all I can say is you are spoiled the 49ers roster. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change, restrictions apply. See site for details. And so, I don't know. Me personally, I think I'd put Nick Bosa number one. Um, and Twitter definitely came out. And so, throw it in the comments uh, who you think, uh, leaving the quarterback out of there, who is the most important player for this 2022 season? Not named Trey Lance. Um, who stands out to you? You know, Twitter said 46% Nick Bosa. Number two was Debo, which I was kind of a little bit more surprised with that. But I, I'm, not it's not justified uh, just surprised uh, he carried the 49ers offense last year almost single-handedly through that playoff stretch um when the quarterback position was struggling the dude was just taking handoffs into the end zone right you think about you know that that Dallas Cowboys game the victory there you go to Green Bay and he's returning punts for the biggest plays of the game offensively and all those things i mean he did it all Trent Williams he finished third with 22.8% of the vote. And then Fred Warner, only 4.5. And I think a lot of the comments, which, you know, I don't want to get into all those, but 
I think one of the issues with Fred Warner was we just have so much depth at that linebacker position. Aziz came in and played amazingly well. Drake Greenlaw did great as well. And Fred Warner had a slow start. When the defensive tackle position, uh, when 95 was in there uh, early on in the season after we lost Kinlaw, it, str- it was a struggle. Um, but we saw All-Pro Fred return down the stretch. There's no doubt about it. He was playing beyond the limit, um, you know, where he was. Uh, and he was he was playing all pro level at the end of the year, and so it just I, th- I think for some it, that bad taste left in their mouth from early on in the season. But uh, make no mistake, that dude's the captain of the defense. And yeah, I get the premium positions. Nick Bosa, the pass rusher. Some people threw in Jimmy Ward. Some people said Tar, um, not not Tarvary, sorry, Char, uh, Char Ward, who we just signed, right? Charveris Ward, um, the corner from Kansas City, which. All those are legitimate arguments. If if they ball out, man, uh, I, I, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about this 49ers team. There's just so much dang talent there. It's it's The 49ers are spoiled, and they're not the only team in our division that is spoiled, right? And I'm seeing some conversation taking place in here uh, from Tribe. Sickening part is they'll be a million times better. Talking about the Rams, Jordan Fuller, Akers, full year, Wagner, Higby, Allen Robinson. Yeah, but you're leaving off Von Miller. You're leaving off their left tackle, all right? Um, so it's not like their other corner. They're, they're missing some good players. Sheldon Day. Are they good? Yeah. Are they a Super Bowl favorite? Uh, probably not the favorite, but they're one of the favorites. This is a two-team race, the NFC West. Last year was a four-team race. You know, Seattle was still decent, and Arizona started off as the hottest team in the NFL before that taint. But uh, it's gonna you you got to go take it. Good news is you play them twice, uh, both home games. By the way, uh, Levi South, and then you got your game at home. So you got to handle your business, and I think that's a big deal. Now, things that need to be handled. For the 49ers, the secondary is weird. There's a lot of moving parts. You got Jimmy Ward. You got Emmanuel Mosley. Outside of that, um, it gets weird. It gets really, really weird. And, you know, one of the players that came up and played as big a role as anybody in the victory week 18 that get put the 49ers to playoffs was Ambry Thomas. And D'Amico Ryan started off, and I love this, talking about Ambry Thomas, who's going to have a weird very unique role this year because uh, he's not slated to start. He's not even probably slated to be the first outside corner off the bench with the bringing back Jason Verrett. If he's healthy, you know, I think the projected starters on the outside corner is Ward and Mosley. And I think Verrett would probably be three. Then you got Ambry Thomas four, which is insane depth. But I want to give credit uh, here, and I want to play this clip because I think it's important. Thanks again to Juan Salas. Uh, this is D'Amico Ryans, our defensive coordinator, talking about Ambry Thomas on and off the field. For a young guy to do the things that he's done, it's uh, it's great to see that you know, as a young, because you, you don't see many young guys get in, but you just see, I think you just see the guy's heart. You see what he's what he's truly about. You see his character right off the bat when that's the first thing he wants to do. His first true offseason is to go and, and help out, go and reach back and help the community. So that's uh, it was cool to see that from Ambry. And Ambry, is, he's still still growing as a player, as a, as a young man. We're all growing. And he'll continue to, you know, ascend and be better. I'm really excited about his long-term career. Uh, there's no doubt, you know, you got Verrett on a one-year deal. 
You've got Emmanuel Mosley has one year deal left on you know his contract. This is great news for Ambry Thomas. Now I know everybody wants to play and start, and does he deserve it? Yeah, but the competition in the outside corner is huge. So let him sit this year and season. And man, he's got to be a projected starter next year in 2023. Now, injuries, all those things happen for sure. But the 49ers, for the first time since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch showed up, they don't have to worry about outside quarter depth. Drake Kirkpatrick is not walking through those doors. Josh Dammit Norman is not coming through those doors. We are four to five deep on the outside. And that is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, wonderful <laughs> thing. Oh, what's up, David Waller? Um, yeah, glad you are here, my friend, even though he is a Cowboys fan, one of my mentors in the teaching field, just a great man. Uh, great, great man. Uh, thank you, Dave, for stopping by. Um, so here we go. Let, let's let's talk about the other corner position, not one of the outside guys, but I started telling you guys this. Me and Wayne on the John Wayne show were telling you, Dark West Denard's got to be the starter. Um, at that nickel position, taking over for K1 Shark Williams. And here is D'Amico talking about that exact play, what Darquez Denard kind of brings to the team. He, he steps in, he does a really good job of communicating out there. He's where he needs to be. And the biggest thing I like about Darquez is he does a really great job of teaching the younger guys. You know, Darquez has seen a lot of football, played in a lot of different schemes. So with him having that experience and that knowledge, he does a really good job of just putting his arm around the younger guys and, and teaching them. You know, saying it in a way sometimes a player can get it from a, another player better than he does from a coach. So it's been great having uh, Darquez out there. Yeah, and he's got to be the guy. Now, there's a lot of guys. Again, depth is kind of the key term this year when you're talking about the secondary all across the board because just at the nickel spot, I think Dark Western Arts won. He's been getting those snaps in OTAs. Diamador Lenore, who you had last year, um, will he kind of step up and take that role? Samuel Womack, who's probably one of my favorite draft picks we have out of Toledo, he's kind of there too. Number 27, right? Dante Johnson. Uh, I think that's probably his best bit or his best spot on the team. Not sure if he's going to make the roster, but good Lord, he's got a lot of snaps there. Definitely has a very, very low ceiling, but experience and technique-wise, he's got it. Um, can he run with those slot fades that the 49ers has kind of been the Achilles heel? I don't know. Um, and I think that's one of the things. Dark West Nard was a first-round outside corner pick that they transitioned inside, kind of a journeyman who's got a lot of experience, just as D'Amico just said there. Um, but I'm excited for that nickel position. It, it, but, yeah, it, I would have never put money on Dark West Nard being the number one guy, but it seems they love him. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to throw up for Patreon, um, which I'm really, really excited about. And if you haven't joined our Patreon, uh, head over there. Just go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just type in 49ers Patreon on Google. First thing that pulls up. I I'm going to go through the All-22 film when Darquez did start uh, the full game. I think it was when K1 had COVID perhaps um, or injured. I'm not sure if it was COVID. I don't, don't want to be incorrect on that. But he started one of the key games down the stretch. And so I'm going to go back through that entire defensive film and just put a spotlight on Darquez Denard, see how he played in that one full game starting for us. Um, so, again, you know, we got to get accustomed to that. You know, we're still going through all the draft players film. I put up my third 
man, third Drake Jackson breakdown. I think we have over 90 minutes, all 22 of just Drake Jackson uh, over two seasons worth. So, uh, and we're just keep going through. I got some more TDP uh, P film coming. I got some more Danny Gray film coming. So uh, one, it's the best way to support the show. It helps us out a lot. And I want to say thank you to the 350 plus Patreon members we have over there that are supporting the show, um, allowing us to build this into what it could be, but also the content. Good gosh. Um, I, I think we have over 300 videos. Um, you go back every single play from offense and defense the last two years. You can go back and watch every single all 22 um, snap that's there, broken down with me explaining the scheme and all that stuff. Um, I, I think we do a pretty good job over there. So if you haven't yet, go check it out. If you don't like it, as always, 100% money back guaranteed. So go check it out. You don't like it, um, just shoot me a message. All your money's back, guaranteed. Oh, what's up, man? Timothy, thank you so much for the gift. I love it. Uh, bro, glad to hear you're breaking it down. Our fans need this perspective. Niner game. What's up, Timothy? Appreciate the generosity on the Super Chat. I love it. And, yeah, you know, we, we again, what do we do here? Everything is about building a better fan experience for the people that listen to the show, uh, the community, relationships, all those things. That's the rush road trips, right? But even Patreon and what we do, I want you to understand what the coaching staff and what the players are supposed to do so that whenever you watch the games with your family and with your friends or you go to the games, you have a better understanding, education, to enjoy the experience more. It's all about enhancing that experience uh, and building those relationships. So thank you, Tim. Uh, really, really uh, appreciate that. Uh, love it, man. Love it. All right. Now let's jump back into let, let's I, I want to pause for a second. Ah, I, I'm not sure where I want to go with this. I want to stay on the Hufango talk. Okay. Um, there's so much from these press conferences. We have like 40 clips. Obviously, I'm not gonna play them all. Um, but let let's go now. Let we're gonna hear from the DC, D'Amico Ryans, then Hufunga. And I want to jump into some PFF stats and I want to talk some tart stuff too. So uh, buckle down. We've been telling you for a while Hufunga was going to be the guy at safety. We've been telling you for a while that the 49ers really did love this guy and that he's going to be around for a while. And that's just what it was going to be. So here's D'Amico Ryans talking about the difference with Huff this year and kind of the confidence that the 49ers have in him. Uh, the confidence in, in Huff is just his daily approach, right? I mean, it's not a surprise to me that Huff plays well, that he does great things for our team because of his approach every day. So it's not like you get out there on game day and he surprises me because I see the way he works. I see the way he's in the building. He's always asking questions in meetings. He's always looking to get the answer and get it right and get it done exactly how we want it done. So it's just his consistent approach daily. That's what sets him apart, that's what it will allow him to be a really good player for us. Approach the game like a veteran from the moment he got here. Day one, you know, day one, Huff has been a pro, day one, and it hasn't changed, right? And that's uh, that's something a lot of young guys, they don't, they come in that way kind of, you. but Huff has been consistent. Sometimes it dies off, but Huff has been that way day one, and he's still that same way right now. You know, so, so really, really happy with where Huff is. Yes, uh, so happy with where Huff is. What's up, Timothy? He says, you know, um, other people cause fans to stress, start crazy narratives. You keep it real. Talk both sides. I'll tell you this. Um, if you're stressed right now about the 49ers, you, 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 you need to adjust your perspective. We just talked about how we have five current all-pro players on this team. 
You trade it up. You have a very young quarterback in the making. You've got depth across the board. Offensive line, there are concerns. Every single team in the NFL has concerns. I could go through the Buffalo Bills, who I think have the best roster and best chance to win the Super Bowl. They have concerns. Every single team does. This is the salary cap era. But good Lord, you've been in two NFC championships in three years, and the team is ascending, not descending. This is a time to be happy. If you were around for Chip Kelly, Dennis Erickson, right? Golly, I think Dennis Erickson, probably the worst coach in 49ers history, uh, just dismantled the stuff of legends. This is a time to be happy and excited. Now, do I think that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, are they a Super Bowl contending team? I think they are. Uh, definitely not the favorite. Some things have to go their way. How far can Trey Lance carry them? But good gosh, this is an exciting damn time to be a 49ers fan. If you're not excited right now, and if you're pissed off and all that kind of stuff, saw baby. <laughs> this is positive. Uh, at least it should be. It should be. And with Huff, it's positive. I know a lot of people were ready to move on. He has a lot of limitations. There's no doubt about that. Uh, physically, he does. However, he's got a lot of things that you can't measure. And he's got a lot of things that I think that, I don't know, man. There's some different things happening. And, you know, again, I want to go back to D'Amico here. And one of the things that I think he shows out with is he talked about, and you hear this in the second, third, fourth year narrative uh, with players, the game slowing down. Going from even USC, you know, which is the Pac-12 school, right, and all those things, competition level pretty good, to the NFL is a big jump. But you hear Tomiko talking about how the game has slowed down for Hufunga. This offseason has been, you know, eye-opening for me just to see Huff, the way he's communicating out there, much better, louder, better communicator, like – you do see him move faster because I think things are starting to slow down for him. As a rookie, you know, things are flying. You can't – it's hard to figure things out. As a rookie, you're just trying to figure out where do I align and what do I have on this particular play. Now Huff is getting more comfortable where he's able to decipher, okay, how is the offense trying to attack me and where can I be – put myself in the right position to make plays. So Huff is uh, hes definitely ascending in, in the right direction and happy. And that's – Happy with where he is just because that's what OTAs is about. You know, guys just coming in, owning the techniques and trying to get better every day. And when you see a guy like Huff do that, you see the the purpose for it. And, you know, it's been great for him. I, I don't, I, I know it's, it's a narrative and OTAs are going to put out narratives that you're just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But now let's hear from the man himself. And you hear the same verbiage. I mean, no doubt D'Amico and Huff talk about these things in player meetings and all that stuff, watching film, practice, all that kind of stuff. But listen to him. Yeah, I think it's, it goes hand in hand. I think it's the preparation, uh, training, offseason training, and also the game has slowed down for me. But, it, you know, I'm not perfect. So uh, I got to continue to build every day, uh, make the plays that are my way, and, and continue just to – you don't want to have any missed errors, you know, so if you can just limit those steps in the game and kind of be a little bit faster just from slowing everything, the process down, uh, you can try to do those things and, and be successful at it. Oh, oh, all right. Now let, let's let's go and let's talk about what he did last year. OK, so here we go. Let me open this up. This is a pro football focus premium stats, which they do a hell of a job. And it breaks down, you know, every and I know it's kind of small on your screen if you are watching this on YouTube. But I want to do my best to kind of explain things. He got 400 snaps last year just on defense. That's a lot of snaps for a rookie. 
Um, and remember, if you go into the heart of the season, kind of that week seven through week 14, the dude was taking snaps away from a healthy tart. And, you know, we'll talk some tart things for sure. But, you know, one of the things that I love most about his game is what he does tackling wise. And I think that's, you know, he had three missed tackles for a 9.1% missed tackle rate, which isn't great uh, on a back end safety player. It's pretty good. Now, what do those numbers mean in line of tart? So here's tarts kind of, you know, season, which this is not a negative tart time. He played over 900 snaps. So obviously he played a lot more. You go to the missed tackles. He had 12 for 13.2 missed tackle rate. So if you're just looking at 400 snaps versus 900, and you're just looking at the missed tackle rate, Hufunga had a much better rate. Now, if we look at Tart throughout the entirety of his career, which, you know, we have seven-year sample size, and you go over here and you look at his missed tackle rate, he's had one year his entire career that was better than Hufunga's rookie year, just at missed tackle rate. And I'm not pro football focused, not the gospel. It's not what that is. I am telling you, as somebody that's watched every single snap that this guy has played his entire career, it comes across on film and analytics and the eye test, Hufunga's a better tackler. Now, do you go out and pick safeties because they're better tacklers? No, you do not. You don't. And if you look at the career numbers for Tart, 117 uh, um, and again, Tart has uh, <laughs> tweeted at me. I probably should have pulled this up. Um, tweeted at me a few times in the past because, you know, bringing up pro football focus numbers, he doesn't like them. He doesn't think they're a good source. And I agree. They're a part of it. And I love Tart. If we signed him tomorrow, I'd be very, very happy. I still would want Hufunga to get uh, more snaps just because I think his ceiling is higher. Um, but for their career, Tart's at 11.7% missed tackle rate. I, I think that's an issue. Now, the Hufunga kind of critics, which, you know, the, there's going to be critics of every player, but Hufunga deserves that. Uh, he's a fifth-round selection that was kind of drafted as a special teamer that played his way into a starting position. If you look at the coverage, and I think this is definitely the concern, and it did show on film at times. He's got He's somebody with two pass breakups on the year, no interceptions, and allowed two touchdowns. And if you're looking at receiving percentage, a 64% receiving percentage. All right, well, let's go look at what Tart did. And this was one of the better things that he was able to do. Again, pass breakups, that's not what Tart does, right? He ball skills basically as low as they possibly can be. A lot of people want to point to the dropped interception that hit him in the chest in the fourth quarter at NFC Championship. I mean, that's... I don't definitely put the whole game on him, but that's kind of who he is. He's going to have those a lot of times. He allowed two touchdowns as well, but way more coverage snaps and only a 56% completion percentage. So these are some of the things that are better. Now, if you look at him for his career, again, pass breakups, he's never had more than two ever in a year where he's the full-time starter in seven-year sample size. You go back to Hufanga, Hufanga had that, with only a third of those snaps. So ball skills, 100% go Hufunga's way. Touchdowns, you can kind of see. I, I think that's one of the areas where Tart will be successful over Hufunga. In reception percentage um, for a career, look where you know he started 
and where he ended. This is kind of one of the things he got better at. Uh, Jaquaski Tart finished with a 66.5 for his career, which, hey, you know, Ufanka was better than that his rookie year. So if it, it's interesting the way, and the reason why I'm going through this is I think that it's important to understand from a 49ers coaching staff perspective, why is it that they're showing so much faith in Tart? What does the film show? What do analytics show? Did he have some blown coverages deep? Yeah. He gave up two touchdowns. They were bad. Were very, very bad plays. Did he fix those things? I think he did. And we'll have to see here because, you know, it's not all decided. The kid's still young. We got to figure those things out. He's 23 years old. He's 23. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm big on Tart. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of this kid, uh, who he is on and off the field, who he is, uh, I, the energy. I love guys on the back end that bring positive energy on the field. What I mean by that, when they make a play, you feel it. When you're watching the game, you feel it. When the other players on the defense, they feel it and respond to the energy he brings. It shows he's an electric player. We'll have to see what that looks like. So I, I'm pretty pumped about what Hufanga is going to bring to this team. He's not a lock. He's not a shoe in. He's going to have some rough times. He's a 23 year old slow <laughs> safety. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, let, let me get this set up here quick. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have probably had this up before uh, I, I went live. But here we go. This is. Troy Palomalu's, or not Troy Palomalu, sorry about that. Uh, this is Hufanga's metrics, his spider chart, compared to other safeties in the NFL. And so the larger a number is, like his broad jump is 88th percentile among safeties. That's his best metric, hand size. Everything else is low. Bench press, he's not strong. Shuttle, 12%, not good. Three cones, a little above average. Vertical jump, right in the middle, 50%. 40-yard dash, 19th percentile, 10-yard uh, split. You know, all these things, not great. You know, you look at these numbers. He ran a 4.64. It's not like he's super slow, but he's not a 4.4 guy. He's not a 4.3 guy, which there were so many in this class. I really thought they'd get one. And the safety that they did get, Leon O'Neill, not a super fast guy either. But instincts don't show on here. That That's the, the reality. So, you're looking at this just metrics physically? Yeah. You're, you're It's leaving a lot to be wanted. But again, what, what did D'Amico say? Approach the game like a pro, asking the right questions, always where he needs to be, understands his assignment, not trying to do too much. 49ers are excited about that. And I love D'Amico. And I love Hufunga. Uh, I, I'm team Hufunga completely. Now, the last thing that I want to jump in here before, um, let's say, and I don't know, Tartu Funga is definitely a downgrade this year. David Hasselhoff, I mean, you're, you're a guy. I love the name. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what that looks like. But um, now, one thing I want to leave before we jump out of here. D'Amico was asked about the Vikings head coaching job, which he turned down. 
Um, so let's hear from D'Amico talking about why he chose the 49ers. The deal with the Vikings, it was outstanding. Uh, the ownership group there, all the all the people I met with there, it was it was outstanding. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a really good interview. Uh, great organization there, and uh, it was just the fit, uh, everything about the opportunity with for me and my family and everybody involved. Like it, everything has to be the right fit for us, and I think for myself, you know, I wanted. Another chance, you know, another season to grow and develop more, become a better coach, a better leader myself. So when I do become a head coach, I want it to be the right opportunity because I'm not just in it just to be a head coach and say, oh, I'm a head coach. Like, if I do it, I want to be very successful at it, and I want to do it for for a long time. So it's not about, for me, just jumping at the first opportunity. But for all of us, whatever opportunities we get presented in life, you want it to be the best for you where you can see longevity in it and and make a lasting impression and be able to impact lives just beyond just me. It's not about me. It's about all the people who I will serve and making sure that I'm in that right fit where I can serve in a capacity where I can really impact a lot of people. With the amount of changes that have taken place in the 49ers coaching staff, ooh, um, it, it's nice to be able to keep the DC. There's no doubt about it. But for how long? And whenever he does get hired, guess what? Two more third round picks. Which, man, keep stacking them up, baby. That's Danny Gray, right? That was a free pick because Mike McDaniel. Like, get those third round picks. That's huge. Um, let's see here. Uh, from Mapu, he says, was there an interview with Lance today? I don't think there's one scheduled. Doesn't mean there's not going to be. Um, so, you know, if I'm looking, what's today? Today is the 4th. Um, there is not, no, there's not because there's not even an OTA today. So today they have off, they practiced yesterday, their next practice. They only have three OTAs left and that's the sixth, seventh and ninth. Today's the fourth. So they get two days off and then they'll be back on the sixth and seventh and then the ninth. Uh, and then mini camps scheduled to start the 13th, but there's some rumors they're going to bump up the mandatory mini camp mini camp. So um, we'll have to see from that. They might bump it up a couple days from the 13th to the 10th or something along those lines. That's just being rumored. Um, nothing official there. Um, I, I So anyway, uh, that's where that is at. Now, want to say congratulations. Now, we every Tuesday we do um, the John Wayne show. We're not going to be able to do it this Tuesday. Uh, Wayne and I are finishing up our last year as teachers. His graduation for the school he teaches at is Tuesday evening. So that is a huge thing for him, and I'm so excited for him. My final graduation from the school I teach at is the following Sunday. Uh, that's a Sunday night ordeal, so it shouldn't affect the show too much. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll have a show Tuesday, but it's just going to be me. Sorry about that. Uh, Wayne's the best there is. There's no doubt about it. But um, not going to be a traditional John Wayne show this Tuesday. He needs to kind of wrap up that part of his life and celebrate that with seniors. And for all those people who have uh, people graduating college, high school, even middle school promotions like my youngest, um, celebrate that. Family is important. Um, acknowledge milestones, support, uh, allow those to be launching points for the future. And man, what is a better launching point for the future than let's end this show the same way we started it. And that's with the great Frank Gore, man. 
Um, you know, officially retired. I don't think it's going to take long for him to land with the 49ers in the front office somewhere, whether it's scouting or coaching or whatever. He, you you got to keep him, and he is a 49ers diehard. So thank you guys, everybody, uh, for watching today. And as always, uh, let's let Frank take it out. But as always, stay strong, faithful. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to the 49ers rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.